what's going to happen in week eight of the college football season, well, stay tuned to Prospectology. We have you covered here after a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. We are back again, Prospectology fans, for episode 235 of Prospectology, where we get you ready for the college football season, one game and one team at a time, as well as the NFL draft, one prospect at a time. And today, I'm going to preview three games that I feel will change the landscape of the college football playoff. Uh, breaking down three games that I feel are the most interesting and exciting for this weekend. Uh, first off, number 20, Texas, uh, coming in at 5-2, and two, goes to Oklahoma State, ranked number 11th, uh, coming off of a disappointing loss to TCU in overtime uh, to put their record at 5-1. and one. Uh, Some of the players will watch in this game. Quinn Ewers, uh, as soon as he came back from his injury against Oklahoma, things have taken off uh, quite dramatically, uh, and... Quinn Ewers and this offense have this Texas team uh, being balanced on both sides of the ball, playing out of this world uh, football. Uh, Bijan Robinson, 10 touchdowns on the year, uh, running, receiving. He can do it all for that Texas offense, uh, and he'll be a player to watch yet again. And Xavier Worthy with eight touchdowns. Um, or six touchdown uh, receptions on the year. Uh, but look for him to get involved early in this football game. Uh, some of the biggest question marks is Spencer Sanders last week uh, injured his throwing shoulder. Uh, how healthy will he be coming in to this game, or will he even play? Uh, whereas on the other side of the ball, uh, Texas comes in, for the most part, fairly healthy. Uh, and they have a lot of momentum pulling off three wins in a row. Um, for Oklahoma State, uh, you have the threat uh, in the receiving game. Braden Johnson, uh, wide receiver, he's a threat to make big plays for the Cowboys. Uh, Oklahoma State, though, their offensive line has tons of experience only allowing eight sacks on the year uh, but they must be able to get push in movement uh, to provide some running lanes for Dominic Richardson um, who on the year has only averaged 3.3 yards per carry he has to have more uh, effect on the game and that offensive line will be uh, detrimental to Oklahoma State's success to uh, bring balance to that offense and keeping that Texas defense on their toes. Um, Texas defense, though, uh, has only, I, I think, let up only about 18 points per game, roughly. Uh, so the Texas defense, very stout against the run, um, playing very good against the pass, uh, kind of limiting big plays. Uh, on both ends uh, or the back end and front end of that defense playing cohesive as a unit. Whereas on the other side of the ball, Oklahoma State's D-line 
Uh, they're definitely a problem. Uh, they are one of the tops in the country. Uh, four tackles for a loss. They have 54 on the season uh, and rank pretty good in getting after the quarterback with 17 sacks. Uh, they must be able to limit the big plays uh, from players like Robinson and Worthy and even Quinn Ewers with the ball. Uh, how I see this game shaking out, uh, it'll be a back-and-forth battle, especially a tough place to play. Uh, at Oklahoma State, but give me Texas just running on all cylinders. I think the health of Oklahoma State will play a big role in this game, especially if Spencer Sanders isn't himself uh, that we saw in the beginning of the year, uh, not playing as efficiently uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but give me Texas 36, Oklahoma State 24 in this game. Watch for a shootout early if Spencer Sanders is healthy, and watch for both defenses to make plays and try to limit each other's or their opponent's offenses and try to get the job done uh, to let their offense shine. Uh, next game that I feel is going to be a shootout but very exciting is number 14 Syracuse coming in at 6-0. and uh, Who would have thunk it? Uh, versus number five Clemson, who comes in at seven and zero with their thirty-six game uh, home win streak on the line. Uh, you have Garrett Schrader uh, up against or up against DJ Uaga Lale Uaga Lale uh, from Clemson. It'll be a tough quarterback battle between the two both very good dual threat quarterbacks making plays with their arms as well as their legs uh, and another battle is Sean Tucker running back from Syracuse who comes in with six touchdowns rushing against Clemson's Will Shipley who does have eight touchdowns on the year both similar or similar in size uh Shipley being about 5'11", 208, 205, uh, and Sean Tucker about 5'10", 205. Uh, very different styles of running, uh, but both can take a game over uh, when they get start to get into a rhythm. Uh, Syracuse defense has been one of the best in the ACC. Early on, they had problems in their secondary trying to limit big plays, but they've kind of shored that up in the back end, and they do get after the quarterback as well, uh, along with playing well against the run um, on the other side of the ball. Syracuse's offense uh, is balanced with big playmaking ability for Syracuse coming in with wide receiver Oronde Gadsden the second with 31 receptions. On the year, 507 yards receiving and five touchdowns. He makes big plays for the Orangemen. Uh, the big question mark for Syracuse is, can they handle that Clemson crowd in the home field advantage for Clemson? Uh, that'll be a big test for them, especially if uh, they don't start off very well.
or very good um, on offense or defense. Um, Clemson defensive line on the other side for the Tigers is very good. They're actually great. Um, They struggled last week against Florida State, uh, but they seem to step it up when needed, and they're going to need another big... uh, They're going to need another big performance uh, for that Clemson defense to hold that Syracuse offense who can definitely attack opposing defenses uh, and they'll have to play big when it's called for and when they need them to step up they need to answer the call Uh, Clemson run game uh, very good with uh, their quarterback DJ and Will Shipley Uh, they seem to have it all firing on all cylinders doing most of the damage in the run game Uh, Clemson defense though very stout versus the run as well uh, as well as the Syracuse defense as well. It's going to be a battle between. Uh, it's going to be a pretty even battle on both sides. Uh, who's going to give and who's going to take? Pretty much, um, but Clemson uh, offense must be able to take the big plays when they're given uh, to come out on top. Uh, this game will be a back and forth defensive struggle. And offenses will try to get a rhythm early, and both defenses will answer the call. Uh, but give me Clemson winning at home to extend their winning home winning streak to 37. Uh, I have Clemson on top of Syracuse 28 to 21, uh, but this will be a hard fought battle both sides. Lastly, the last game uh, I find very interesting is, and not too many people are talking about, is number nine UCLA, uh, who's 6-0 and on the year, go to Autzen Stadium uh, against the Oregon Ducks, who come in ranked 10th in the country at 5-1. and This will be a battle to see who will be at the top of the Pac-12 Um Notables for player key players on both sides, uh, the quarterbacks. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, has fifteen hundred and ten yards passing it, uh, fifteen touchdowns. He has limited his mistakes to only two interceptions on the year. Whereas for the Oregon Ducks, you have quarterback Bo Nix uh, coming over from Auburn, having a pretty decent year. Not only can both these players make plays with their legs, uh, especially Bo Nix, uh, but he's been getting it done through the air as well. On the year, he has 1,526 yards throwing it uh, with 12 touchdowns and only three interceptions. It'll be a battle of which quarterback makes the first mistake. Um, both running backs very fierce as well. Zach Charbonnet. Uh, has 87 carries on the year for 615 yards and six touchdowns, whereas Bucky Irving for the Ducks has 60 carries for 429 yards and two touchdowns. And it'll be another battle for the big playmakers through the air. Wide receiver Troy Franklin for the Ducks, 27 receptions for 429 yards 
three touchdowns. And for the UCLA Bruins, they have wide receiver Jake Bobo coming over from Duke and very much being a threat for that UCLA passing attack. Uh, 24 receptions, 385 yards receiving on the year, and five touchdowns. It'll be a battle between both offensive lines that come in very good. UCLA offensive line, they play very physical, uh, as well as the defensive line as well. They like to beat you down and wear you down with the run game and then take shots downfield. Um, and they could definitely be bruising for a defensive line. Uh, but UCLA is their offensive line. They're big, bad, and physical. Uh, UCLA defense, though, uh, they have to continue to consecutive consecutively turn the ball or get takeaways and, and get turnovers to have success and give their offense a chance uh, to hit home runs. Uh, Oregon on offense uh, coming into the year or this week, Oregon is averaging over 50 points per game, so their offense will be able to match UCLA's as well. Uh, very balanced on both sides. Uh, how is UCLA going to play on the road most of their games have been at home where they're comfortable. Uh, we'll see how they handle the adversity of playing on the road uh, and see how they handle it. Uh, Oregon's offensive line, just as good as UCLA, is only allowing one sack this season. Um, it'll be a battle uh, both ways on both sides of the ball. Take what you're given. Uh, and try to take the plays, uh, big plays when they're given, and just try to hold and limit big plays on the other side of the ball. Uh, give me UCLA squeaking this one out and really putting the college football world on notice with a win against the Ducks on the road in a hostile environment. Give me UCLA 41 over the Ducks 38. Like I said, it will be battle tested both sides of the ball. Uh, it'll go back and forth, but I think UCLA will sneak out a victory and be on the top of the Pac-12 conference. Other games that I find pretty interesting, give me Kansas going into Baylor and getting back on track, uh, winning in at Baylor, 30-20. to 20. You have number 24 in the country, Mississippi State, against number 6, Alabama, coming off a tough loss against Tennessee. Uh, Alabama gets back on track as well. Uh, they win big, 48-24 to 24 over the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. And then we have a underrated matchup between number 17, Kansas State, going to TCU, uh, who's ranked number 8th in the country and undefeated. And give me TCU winning another game and remaining undefeated. They win over Kansas State 28-21. Hit me up on the Twitter. Let me know your predictions for some of the, your favorite matchups this week or some of the top games this week. And until the next time, 
in the next episode of Prospectology. Stay scouting, and I'm out.